All right, and welcome everybody to our today's Q&A session, Hot Topics of the Day. Uh, my name is Andy Johnson, and I'm the uh, founding partner of Pfizer Johnson & Company. I've got with me one of our directors, Mike Fleming, one of the best well-known experts around the country on e-commerce and sales tax. Hi, Mike. Hi, Andy. Hey, good to see you. Hey, listen, we've got some specific questions from people about this notice that Amazon has sent out about Massachusetts. Massachusetts has required and Amazon has conceded, not without a fight, but Amazon has conceded and turned over information about sellers in Massachusetts, their contact information, including federal tax number, which might include your social security number, and the value of your inventory in Massachusetts. So Mike, I've got some slides um, that I'm going to be sharing. And I just want to pepper you with some, some questions over the next few minutes from various clients of ours and what I've seen in the forums, et cetera. All right. Perfect. So let's, first of all, let's add, answer the question, uh, doesn't Amazon already collect tax everywhere? So why is this anything new? Well, Amazon collects tax for their own sales everywhere. They've been doing so for just about a year now. Um, However, when it comes to third-party sellers, uh, Amazon can collect tax for everyone everywhere, but you've got to tell them where to collect that tax. And in general, um, once you tell them to collect that tax, they're going to you know, remit it back to you in your normal disbursements, and then you're going to be responsible for um, sending that tax to the state, so filing a return. Uh, the one exception would be the state of Washington. In, Was in Washington, they passed a, uh, a law out there that requires Amazon to collect uh, for all of their uh, sellers and then remit the taxes to Washington. Okay. So, so Amazon collects tax on its own sales, and it's up to third party. It doesn't automatically collect tax for third parties except in Washington right now. Um, so it's up to third-party sellers. If they want Amazon to collect a tax, they have to go into their tax settings and instruct Amazon to collect it. And if they do collect it, they send that tax to the seller to remit that tax themselves. Correct. And they charge for that. 2.9% of the tax collected. So it would seem then that Amazon has a big incentive, financial incentive, to get every third-party seller to collect tax. You would think so. Yeah, because that'd be a lot of money. Um, all right, so good. I just want to get that set up. So I'm sharing with my screen, if you see it, this notice from Amazon to its sellers in Massachusetts that they have they are turning over this information, right? So that's a big deal, right? I mean, as far as we know, Amazon has never done this before. No, as, as far as I know, this is something that, you know, I've always feared. And I, I've been talking about this for the last five or six years, that sooner or later, some state is going to sue Amazon. And Amazon will fight it like they have. But eventually, they're going to be forced to capitulate. And um, I don't know of, of any case of anyone even pursuing uh, Amazon at this point, let alone uh, prevailing. And Massachusetts has done both of those uh, right now. So they, uh, 
I went after Amazon back in September of 2017, and, and just recently they uh, uh, had uh, Massachusetts. Uh, they had to turn over all of the uh, the documents to Massachusetts. Okay, great. So that gives us a good background. So, Mike, in this notice, they're talking about turning that Amazon is turning over the estimated value of seller's inventory in the Massachusetts Fulfillment Centers uh, as of uh, based on sellers uh, selling prices in late 2016 and 2017. So what we've seen out there is some people saying, oh, well, this is just about property tax. So what do you have to say about that? I, I think it's easy to jump to that conclusion based upon the way this is worded. However, knowing what we know about property tax, I find it very doubtful that uh, Massachusetts has done this in order to pursue uh, sellers for property tax. I think this is is going to be all about sales tax or or mostly about sales tax. Yeah, I tend to, uh, well, I don't tend to, I absolutely agree with you because I think this has nothing to do with property tax. Um, I'm not sure, well, I can see why people might conclude that, but it's very wishful thinking. You know, the property tax on inventory, unless you're just a a really big seller would be small, small dollars. So Massachusetts is not going after the property tax on this, although they might ask for it later. Um, another reaction that I've seen is that somehow people are interpreting this notice from Amazon, misinterpreting it probably, um, that Amazon is hereby saying that we're going to do in Massachusetts what we've been doing, started to do in Washington, and that is now we're going to collect tax on behalf of Amazon, third-party sellers, FBA and otherwise, and remit that to Massachusetts ourselves. Is that what Amazon is saying? I, I don't think so. I haven't heard that from any of my sources. I don't hear any rumors. I haven't seen anything along those lines. So I think this is exactly the opposite. Um, I think that uh, Massachusetts is is firing off a shot and saying, uh, wake up, you know, not everybody believes that uh, Amazon should be collecting the tax. Um, I think that, you know, states have limited resources, limited budgets. So why spend your time, energy, uh, and money uh, pursuing Amazon for a list of sellers if you were going to turn around and say that uh, it was Massachusetts response, excuse me, Amazon's responsibility to collect the tax in Massachusetts. I think they're telling you, hey, we, we're interested in the sellers. We think the sellers should be paying this. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So um, I just wanted to show something because uh, we just were notified by Amazon, right? that they are going to list us directly in their solution provider network. Absolutely. The global uh, solutions. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, that's just further recognition, Mike, of, of how respected you are in the e-commerce world. And, and you're never going to tout yourself, but I will, you know, recently quoted in the New York times. So you're going to make me blush, Andy. Yes. Well, um, no need to blush because, you know, this is real good stuff. All right, let's see. Question number three. Some people are panicking that Mass not only what Massachusetts is going to do, but what are the other states going to do 
And do you think that Amazon or Massachusetts will be sharing the information they get from Amazon with other states? I think that there's a, a possibility that they can. States do share information. Um, we never know exactly how much information they share, but there's formal sharing arrangements between some states and then informal sharing happens also. But generally, it doesn't happen right away. So I don't think Massachusetts is going to turn around and start sharing this with other states today. They want to make sure that they get their money's worth first. So they don't want a couple of states, you know, pursuing a seller at, a, at the same time. They want to uh, go out and make sure that, um, you know, for anyone that they're trying to uh, pursue, that they, uh, they work out those agreements first. And then that six months, 12 months, a year down the uh, year and a half down the road, then we may see uh, the sharing of information. What I'd be more worried about are states following in Massachusetts footsteps. Who's next? Who's going to, uh, of all the FBA states out there, um, tell Amazon that they want the list uh, and threaten to sue or actually sue for the list? So, Yeah. yeah. When we just got notice last night, I guess, that uh, Rhode Island, we would have a separate Q&A about Rhode Island, but that was our concern. It's always been our concern. Not only that one state would break through, but now that a state has broken through, won't it? embolden all the other states like, oh, well, Amazon's giving it to Massachusetts. Why not give it to us? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's your sort of, you know, opening the floodgates. So once that barrier has been broken down, um, you know, it, 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 the states see that it can be done and that uh, the courts are sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I expect, Mike, that we'll have a Q&A here uh, over Rhode Island, you know, everything. we got the uh, Supreme Court case. I mean, this is sort of like breaking news every day when it comes to e-commerce and sales tax. Yeah, if you're a sales tax nerd like myself, these are exciting times. So, unfortunately, um, they're not. it's not all good news for sellers out there, um, but um, lots of change in, in the industry and um, – just uh, very different times we, we are living in. We're seeing history change right in front of our eyes. Definitely. Wild, wild west of state taxes right yeah. now. If you're, a, um, if you're an FBA seller or an e-commerce seller, it's really turbulent times, really terrible times because states are getting so aggressive and they're finding ways to find out about you. And uh, if you're an advisor that, to e-commerce businesses, and to this point, you've kind of tried to stay in the background uh, and try to avoid state tax topics. This is not the time to avoid it. This is the time to really figure out what your clients need to know and then to protect them. It's just bad news almost every day for e-commerce businesses. And the states are coming at you from all angles, Andy. Um, you know, whether you have nexus, whether you don't have nexus, I mean, uh, there doesn't seem a safe spot too high at, at this point. So here's Amazon turning over this information, right? And so they're saying they turned it in on January 26th, and they're turning in the estimated value of seller's inventory in our Massachusetts fulfillment centers. So... Uh, Massachusetts is going to get this information and now they'll know 
who has inventory in their state, in other words, who has nexus in their state as of January 26th, but they don't know how far back necessarily that sellers have had inventory in the state, right? Correct. So do you assume, like some people have assumed, that this means that Massachusetts is just going to require sellers to register on a go-forward basis, or will they go back in time? Um, I want to correct one of the uh, the things that uh, I just said, though. Um, they're going to know what the inventory was for 2016 and 2017. Um, they, it's not just on the date that they handed over the, the inventory. Well, the, the way I read it, and maybe, maybe I got this wrong, but they're going to turn over on January 26th the estimated value. So they can look at the, um, the number of units, right, on January 26th. But they said the calculated value on the 26th is based on your average selling prices. So you could have a seller that fluctuates their prices all the time. And so they just say, okay, give me the average through, I don't know how, what late 2016 means, maybe last quarter of 2016 and, and through all, all to the average price that inventory, I want to know on based on that average price, what is the value on January 26th, or maybe it's like you say, they're getting the values of inventory going all the way back to late 2016. Correct. And is this a one-time sharing of information or is Massachusetts going to come back um, after they get a first taste of information here? So um, lots of, of questions that we don't have the answers to, but one way or the other, we do know that um, Massachusetts is going to have uh, seller's information. And to get back to your question there, um, they can't go back all the way to 2007. We, we had, you know, one seller who uh, gave us a call and he was all upset about this. And he said, you know, you got me registered. You know, why did we not look at going back all the way to 2007? And um, the reason why is uh, their warehouse didn't open until October of 2016. Uh, people are making this mistake because Amazon uh, gives their warehouses uh, a code, and that code is based upon the nearest airport. So there have been uh, warehouses in New Hampshire, which doesn't have a sales tax for years. And, you know, they have a BOS code because the nearest airport is Logan Airport in Massachusetts. So that's why we have a BOS, Boston code. Uh, the code that you're looking for is BOS 7. That is the actual Massachusetts warehouse. And that's only been open since October of 2016. Okay, great. So I guess you're saying that in your belief you assume they're not just going to go forward with this information. They're going to go against FBA sellers in Massachusetts at back as far as they can. Um, I believe so. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you that for sure. However, based upon we how we've seen Massachusetts act previously, even as recently as this last amnesty, uh, if you're familiar with that, the MTC amnesty, um, they were other states were waiving all back taxes and penalty um, and uh, and interest. Massachusetts just waived penalty. They still wanted you to pay all of the back taxes and they wanted you to pay interest. So 
based upon that, you know, I, I, my best guess my, would be that, yeah, they're going to go backwards on this. Yeah, I would think so. That is, uh, it would be very unusual for any state to just say, yeah, uh, you've had inventory in our state for some period of time and, but whatever, just start register, start collecting tax now going forward. Yeah, and if we look at other states to draw a parallel, um, two of the more aggressive states out there, Washington and uh, California, uh, they're both going backwards. So why would it be any difference in Massachusetts if you want to do a comparison between the two? It could, but I just don't think that that's what we're going to see. So you answered another question, and I just want to amplify that you answered it because one of my other questions was, how far back can Massachusetts go, assuming that all you do in the state is, is as an FBA seller? You don't live there. You have no office there, no employees there. You just have inventory there through the FBA program. And you said that they can only go back to October 2016 because of that warehouse situation. They might have had some boss BOS warehouses but those were actually New Hampshire warehouses. Absolutely. I mean, and you go around the codes like Boss Five, Six, Seven, but those—that's when you look at your reports as an FBA seller, it will list where the where the shipment is being made from. Right? Am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. So, you know, in order for a state to to say that you even have a requirement to collect tax. You have to have some sort of link or connection with that state. They just can't wake up one morning and say, you need to collect our tax. And this link or connection is what we call nexus. So um, what is your link or connection with Massachusetts before that warehouse opened? Well, like Andy was saying, if you don't have some other activity there, if it's not your home state, that's a big thing that catches up a lot of FBA sellers is uh, they for get that their home state where they live or located. Um, they forget that that uh, can create nexus. But generally, it's going to be inventory in a warehouse. Uh, most states are going to look at that as nexus creating. So if the warehouse didn't even open until October of 2016, uh, that's the earliest your nexus could begin. And maybe your inventory never showed up there. Then you would have no nexus whatsoever. Okay, very good. So no need to automatically panic in Massachusetts because if you're just a pure FBA seller, the worst case scenario is you would have to worry back to October 2016, but you might not have had inventory there until, you know, January 2018 for all we know. Right. Absolutely. All right. I've got one more question and you, you might have some other questions you want to address too. Um, <clears throat> So we have a number of clients who have contacted us and they say, hey, um, we're already registered in Massachusetts and so what should we do now? So maybe they put, um, maybe they decided they had Nexus starting um, January 1, 2017, for example, and, you know, July 2017. And so now they're worried, right? Hey, what if Amazon Massachusetts gets our information if we're already registered in Massachusetts, should we be concerned? Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything else you can do right now. Um, if they do decide to pursue people who are already registered, 
um, they're only going to be able to go back from when the date your inventory first appeared in Massachusetts to the date that you actually got registered. Um, that's what your potential exposure is. So if you got registered in January of 2017, we're talking, uh, you know, October, November, December, we're talking about three months uh, of potential exposure there. So it's not as bad as most people are, are expecting. Um, and the only avenue you could take right now is, is call the state, say, hey, I made a mistake. Um, I, I used the wrong date. And the state will say, okay, what date should you have used? And you'll tell the state and they'll say, okay, thanks. Send me all of the penalty, all of the back taxes, all of the interest. Um, thanks for fessing up. So you don't really get any benefit out of coming clean with the state right now. Um, and if it's small exposure like that, you know, maybe the state never, uh, ever finds you. And, and if they do, um, you deal with it at that point. Yeah. I mean, if, if you just think about how the state's going to pursue this, so they get all this information from Amazon and you would think that they look at the highest value amounts in there, right? Cause they're getting this a seller's inventory. So you would think they would sort it by the highest value inventory. And then you would think they would compare those, you know, top 100 say, and just look and see if they're already registered in Massachusetts. Maybe they check when did they get registered, but you would think it's logical. You know, like you said, we don't know for sure exactly what they're going to do, but it sound, it seems logical that you would go against the biggest sellers first and go against the biggest sellers who aren't already registered. So a small seller that's already registered would seem to be the, the lowest priority for Amazon for Massachusetts in this situation. Absolutely. And, and Andy, um, I think that the state, you know, they have two uh, tracks they can do. Uh, one is just send out a letter and see how many people they can get to respond to the letter. And if they do it that way, that letter will probably go out to everyone. Why bother, you know, saying, okay, we're not going to send it to this person or that person. They'll just send out a letter, see who responds and, and uh, how they can uh, get any money that way. Uh, the other way that they're going to do it is exactly like you're talking about. And in talking to the state of Massachusetts, um, they're very, very um, tight on people and, and resources right now. So I think it's much more likely, uh, can't be for sure, but I think it's much more likely that they'd probably start uh, with those people who are not registered in our larger sellers. All right. All right, Mike, any other? Oh, here's one more question. Do you think that Massachusetts is, should be FBA sellers biggest worry from, from the standpoint of sales tax risk? I, I don't, Andy. I, I think that, you know, it's something that should serve as a wake up call for everyone. The game is changing. Um, and that, um, you know, states are becoming more aggressive. Uh, on this particular issue, I think that the states of California and the states of Washington, even though uh, Amazon is now collecting the tax in Washington for sellers, I think that the past exposure and their business and occupation tax, they're going to be aggressively pursuing people. And with Amazon collecting the tax, it might even be easier to find who these sellers are. So I think that, you know, that is our, our big issues. 
Um, and then other items, like uh, I know we're going to talk about the Rhode Island issue, but I think that that is by far the bigger risk for not just FBA sellers, but all types of remote sellers, whether you're selling through catalogs, uh, whether you're selling through your own website. I mean, that notice and reporting is is just egregious. If, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Notice and reporting. All right. I want to cover that in another Q&A session. So, Mike. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for answering all these questions. And if you have additional questions regarding Massachusetts or any other e-commerce topic, we have uh, free resources on sales tax for online sellers. We have free webinars to come to. Uh, you can always engage with Mike in consultations and um, have him work on your projects. So there's lots of ways to work with us. And hopefully this has been helpful to you. So Mike. See you at another Q&A. Thanks, Andy.